You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Four, three, two, one. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. I missed you guys. Welcome back. <laughs> how was uh, how was nineties oh, night? I, I'm sorry, I forgot. I am my my name is Cliff Cleveland. That that was I, I I laughed very very hard when I listened back to that. Uh, thank you guys. It made me it made me feel loved or something. Well, settle the bet. Did the DJ play things that make you go hmm? Uh, if he did, by that time, I had had too many shots of tequila to tell you if he did or not. Did you sleep in the in the bathtub that night? I did not. I did, however, sleep in the spare bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> or in the basement. Yes, that is true. And and in, in my defense, I was fine till I ran into... And... We were drinking tequila at Adelphia, and then they shut down. And unfortunately, we went to the locker room. Where next thing I know, he was coming over here, coming over there, feeding me shots of this and that. And you went trash to the knife can, and gun whatever. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And my poor wife pulled up outside to see me, basically passed out on a bench over by the Lafayette Hotel. It's great. Trying to mail something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He tried to fit through that <laughs> mail slot they got in the door. His yeah. arm in the slot. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was holding me up. I got to deliver this. <laughs> That's oh! not delivery. Hey, as, long as, that, as long as it was only his arm he was sticking through that slot, we're okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, man. You're not 22 anymore. That's what I learned that night. Mm. Hmm. So go go ahead, Seth. Tell us all about what's going on with Disney. I <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, so, so much baggage behind that statement. You're like, ah, rah, rah, rah. get it out of the way. That, that, well, I that was like a challenge. Yeah, yeah let's just hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just have I just earlier I was thinking I was like, you know, these guys probably think I'm like bipolar when I talk about Disney. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I love all the movies, and I'm freaking I'm buying all these Omnis. And then the next day, I'm like, look at these people trying to, how dare you with Scarlett Johansson. And and look, I <laughs> made an official complaint about the font on my Omni spine. And then today, I'm like, hey, let's take a VIP trip to <laughs> I'm all over the place. I need to get it together. Uh, I I can relate. I can relate. We were just my wife and I were just talking tonight about um, uh, some stuff and 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 uh, uh, you know we 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 constantly kind of half joke about oh one of these days when we move to Florida and um, so we were we were having a conversation about that and and 
she had been listening to another podcast during the day, a Disney uh, centric podcast. And, you know, I, I was talking about it's so hard because I love the park so much. But when that yucky corporate stuff gets gets mixed in, it just, oh, man, it's such a buzzkill. <laughs> sucks you know, the magic right out, doesn't it? It does. That, the, you know, they have that new CEO, Bob Iger's out the door, and and uh, Chapek, it's Chapek's world now. And just the decisions the, the company is making now are just so unadulterated, moneymaker to hell with the guest experience. And it's just it's saddening <laughs> they're they're trying to alienate um you know folks that that have been consumers of their product that love that company and have such fond memories of whether it's in the parks or taking your kids to see movies or watching the movies at home and buying them and whatever it is and just it feels like they're just tossing you to the side because hey let's get some for every million of you people, all we need is is a thousand rich people because they'll spend more money. And it's just I hate it. I absolutely hate it. They're they're it's becoming so corporate in the parks. Parks used to be for a long time um were a lesser got hit less on that take, 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 take from your guest and never give anything back. Um at least, you know, Prices always went up, but we always felt like there was something new. There was something new to see, something new to do. There was something, you know, it was a give a give and take almost, um, or at least I like to think so. And uh, it, it's been, it's here in the last year, and I get it, pandemic and, and whatnot, but they're still making profits. We know that. We see their quarterly earnings, and it's just become this take, 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 and, oh, it's frustrating. Yeah, they start they they start off with so much. They have so much just given goodwill because of the properties they own. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like so many people are fans of them just because of everything they own, and like oh, you give them so much leash. Yeah, leeway. You know, yeah, and they just waste it. Yeah, they waste it. Well, anyway, I still still love all their stuff, and I you know get it together. I just hated that statement. Yeah, you know they're trying to act like how dare. Scarlett Johansson want the money she is due in right. and during a pandemic <laughs> vilifying her like that was the trashiest statement I've I couldn't believe it I yeah, couldn't believe yeah it. I I haven't read anything on this it's it was about in her contract like the I assume she gets a percentage of ticket sales or whatever is that the idea and since yeah, they yeah. put on streaming. It, she lost revenue. Is that yeah. is that is that the basic idea? Yeah, yeah, and other stars got deals when this started, like uh, Gal Gadot and th people like that. Like, you know, get, got deals because of that, where they like give them, well, here's ten million or twenty million because of that. And they mm -hmm. negotiate a deal, and she said she came to them before the pandemic. She came to them because Disney Plus was being created, and she knew there. Oh, this is a risk, or her lawyers did, you know. And right. they said, hey, this is a risk that this could happen. Let's go ahead and make a deal now. And they said, we won't do anything without. I mean, she has emails where they say, we won't do anything without, without renegotiating this contract. And then they never got back with her and did whatever they wanted. 
So they deserve to get policed on this. I saw, um, yeah, there was some, I saw a statement, something about, well, you know, she's already made $20 million on it. And I'm like, that is. And they've made what? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Don't count my money for me. Exactly. And um, uh, I saw something today. uh, Somebody wrote an article and mentioned that uh, there's speculation um, that, uh, shoot, Emma, uh, the yeah. Corella may may you know do the exact same thing. Yeah, Emma Stone. So yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's that old argument. It's like with sports. You know, uh, I hear people. Well, you know, these millionaire players, and I'm like, what about the billionaire owners that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, come it's on. So here. it's so weird when people take sides that way, and especially like you say, it's because they love Disney and they love. Right. You know, they they love Dumbo, so they're gonna side with Disney rather than <laughs> Why does Scarlet want Dumbo's money? <laughs> He's not gonna be able to afford to fly. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. That's not uh, I have no doubt she is gonna win out in this because they're they're gonna settle and wanna stop all this talk. Yeah. Like, exactly. They're they're gonna realize that was a crappy statement they made, and they're gonna want to push this under the rug. I hope she gets the fifty million she's asking for. Anyway, Marvel sued Gary. Was it Gary Friedrich, the guy who created the modern Ghost Rider? Yeah, because he was making money selling sketches and prints at conventions, Science. and then was like, he was trying to get the rights to it. And Marvel sued him so hard he wasn't even allowed to sell prints at cons anymore. Without and he like it. owed them like I think it was like twenty seven thousand dollars or yeah, something. He, uh, so the guy, you know, the elderly guy who couldn't you know draw anymore, mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't make a living. It could just just to nip that in the bud of like we're not gonna have all these other co creators come out of the woodwork wanting their rights to their characters. Right. So, yeah. If you think the corporations are gonna do the right thing or the, the honest thing, you know, think again, because they'll, uh, they'll oh. do the most expedient thing. Whenever you see behind the scenes, like Michael has always said, everybody's just faking it. You know, that it's all just a bunch of people, idiots behind the scenes. I, Smoke I was mirrors, baby. complaining about the, the omnibus is omnibus, but, uh, I've been buying all these omnis, which I love. And they're high quality. And I found, you know, it's this great way to read these old comics. And, and look so nice lined up on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Most yeah. of the time. Most of the time. And and honestly, first off, this doesn't bother me as much as most of the people online. Because <laughs> for, for, for the most part, they're not all uniform. Everything's got a different font or whatever. But Marvel changed something recently. And, and a lot of people are in uproar because whatever you think the correct size is, for the title and the spine, the what they're doing now is the wrong size. <laughs> like you can't even hardly see it. it. They've shrunk the font so small. Like I got the volume three of Captain America, and I know they did it with Fantastic Four and a couple other things. And it's just like tiny lettering on there now. Probably like the standard, like when you open up the program and put it on there. That's just what it is standard, and no one has like said oh i need to make this bigger well, they, they send it to it's it's the right font yeah it's just the wrong yeah. size but they they don't not ever it, they don't always use the same printer and i thought i just assumed it was a print you know whoever did it it was a mistake there 
And, you know, I don't care if they fix it or not. Just don't do it in the future. But they won't just admit there's anything wrong. They're saying that they did it. That's the new way they're going to do it because they're making room for the art at the bottom, which is like. That makes no sense There's like nothing. There's like the same little nothing at the bottom. It's a lie is what it is. It's like they can't just admit it. It's so freaking annoying. That's what makes me mad. So, yeah, I messaged them. They're, they're. They're, they've got back to me a couple of times. They're trying to figure out exactly what to do or whatever. I was like, well, you need to. So I was like, I want a new freaking dust jacket and you need to not do this anymore. I don't expect any of that. I just want to yeah. make people know I'm, I didn't like it. Otherwise, they just keep doing whatever they want. And I'm from a design point of view. I'm going to say it's on Marvel's end, not the printer, because they had to design that and they sent it to the printer to the printer, sent them back a proof and they checked off on it. Yeah. That's what I mean by people aren't, pay, aren't buying the scenes. Don't know what they're doing. Cause I, I totally believe that. And Marla was just like, yeah, whatever. Whoever's doing it. Just like yeah, that one guy who's yeah. Yeah. I'm busy. Looks great. <laughs> They've all been fine so far. Yep. Anyway, not the end of the world. The right fault, but I got the wrong size. <laughs> but there is there is positive comic news out there and that's what this episode's really about this is our annual look at free comic book day a little bit later than normal it's typically the first saturday in may uh because of global circumstances it was pushed into august to try to make things a little safer which ironically, I feel things are worse now than they were in May, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe that. Probably should have just come back out. Yeah, so, but who can predict anything anymore? Uh, so, I haven't received the books yet. Uh-oh. I got an email from Diamond first this week, said they'll ship by the end of the week, and then I just got an email today. Yeah, they didn't ship by the end of the week. We're short-staffed. That, but you'll get them by the end of next week, for sure. Mm. Shizzle. So hopefully, so what, I, is, what is free comic book day without any free comic books? <laughs> yeah, let's let's see if everybody gets their books. But normally, I, I've had them for a while. I've gotten to read them and tease little spoilers and stuff. So I don't have any inside info this time. So, uh oh, sorry. Are, are are they still like gold, silver? Yes. So I'll just run down real quick what you can expect from your local shop. This is. If you've never been to one, it's a, it's a worldwide thing. Any shop that participates will have 12 gold sponsors. So every store will have at least these 12. They have to order to participate. And then there are a whole bunch of silver level sponsors. So just depending on the size of your store and how many they get. Uh, and then a lot of stores put out books from years ago. So there, there, there's going to be a mix of stuff. Some stores put out things they haven't sold and just give them away. So uh, you never know what you'll find, but uh, you'll at least get these 12. And it's just a, a fun day. It's a it's a way to invite p- the community in to see what you have, to get kids to stop in. So it's just it's a, it's a great day of promotion for for most of your friendly local comic stores. So Saturday, August 14th, uh, 12 Golds, uh, Archie always has one. This one is Archie. Past, present, and future fun. So that's the big fun. Uh, big mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> it's the 80th anniversary <laughs> of Archie, and they're like celebrating his evolution as a character. 
So it's a crisis on infinite Archies. <laughs> so there's like the old school Silver yeah. Age Archie. There's a there's you know, every version of Archie. The horror, you know, uh, Afterlife with Archie. The TV. Did Archie. I hear crisis. Yeah, I was just like picturing Archie holding a dead Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it gonna be Betty? Why can't it be Veronica? Hmm. Oh. Uh, Tokyo Pop is putting out an Assassin's Creed book. A sneak peek at two different comic titles from the video game series Dynasty and Valhalla Blood Brothers. So you'll get two separate stories in that one. Uh, Titan Comics has a Blade Runner issue, which they've been putting out Blade Runner comics the last couple years. Um, there's a Blade Runner Origins, which is uh, pre the original film, and then there's Blade Runner 2029, which is post. And this this issue connects those two series for the first time. So it's going to be new content tying the two their two separate books together. Uh, Dark Horse has a title, a double title with a uh, story from Critical Role, the the RPG uh, folks, and The Witcher, the video game turned Netflix series. Mm -hmm. So that's two of their bigger properties from Dark Horse. Uh, Boom Comics has Enter the House of Slaughter, which is a spinoff of Something is Killing the Children. By James Tinney in the fourth. That's that's one of the bigger hits of recent years. This horror title about Erica Slaughter, who is a monster hunter, who can see these monsters that are killing kids that no one else can see. So they're going to spin that off uh, to a, a, a the, her own sort of like her her origin and other monster hunters that are involved. Uh, first, second comics is the All Ages imprint has a new Investigators, which are these uh, the, the alligator super spies. Uh, it's a preview of volume four of that. Image has Lady Mechanica, which has been around a while. The story by is a, a Victorian steampunk story by Joe Benitez, which was published through a different uh, publisher, but now it's with Image. So you're going to get, they're going to start reprinting all his previous work and some new stuff. So this is kind of the origin story and a, a sample if you've never read any Lady Mechanica. Uh, IDW's has a Star Wars High Republic Adventures. So this is the new storyline set during the, the glory days of the, of the Republic that we haven't you know, seen in any other content before. So this, is, this issue is a prelude to the current series that's going on. Uh, Aftershock Comics has a book called We Live, The Last Days. Uh, so it's about a group of kids. It's like the end of the world, but there are these life-saving bracelets, but only certain people have them, and they're, 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 people will kill for them, and they're traded on the black market and all this stuff. So it's a group of kids trying to, to survive the post-apocalypse. Uh, Penguin Workshop has a book called Who Sparked the Montgomery Bus Boycott? which is a little history story about Rosa Parks, so some nonfiction. And Viz, the manga uh, publisher, has Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead, which would be a good fake noodles uh, title, but that's that one's real. It is a man, is a zombie outbreak, and a guy who has a very mundane life has decided he wants to check off 100 items from his bucket list 
before the zombies take over the whole world. So, and then last of the twelve gold sponsors, uh, Marvel's Avengers and Hulk. It's going to be original material from Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley, who are taking over the Hulk book, and Jason Aaron and Eben Coelho are on Avengers. And it says, in a land beyond time, a shining tower stands, deploying its operatives across the multiverse to hold against the encroaching darkness. Who is the mysterious Avenger Prime, and how will his advent impact on the past, the present, and the very future of the Mighty Avengers? So normally I could tell you, but I, I don't, I'm just as in the dark. I have no, I have yeah. no idea. But that sounds exciting. So those are the golds. Uh, silvers are going to have a lot of other stuff. Marvel has a second one, Spider-Man Venom uh, dual title with some original material. Uh, and there's a ton of stuff. Sonic the Hedgehog, Smurfs, Trailer Park Boys, Avatar the Last Airbender, and The Legend of Korra, Judge Dredd. So there, there's going to be plenty to pick from. Uh, FreeComicBookDay.com has the full list of all the books. Um, if you notice, I didn't say any DC books because DC is not technically involved anymore. This hmm. is a this is a, a diamond thing. Yeah. But uh, DC is now with a new distributor, but they're putting out four books anyway. I, they won't. They won't be the official. They won't have the official free comic day logo on them or anything. But they're they're also putting up books. A Batman. It's a preview of the upcoming Fear State crossover. And I am Batman, which is the new uh, Jace Fox, Lucius Fox's kid, as the future Batman. So you're gonna get first looks at both those. Uh, they're doing uh, a Suicide Squad. King Shark original solo story because this will be a you know, Suicide Squad will come out a week before this so that that should be uh, hot does at the it, moment. Does it say he's doing that book? Uh, that is Tim Seeley and Scott Collins. <laughs> I might have mentioned him earlier before your, we started. Your your buddy Scott Collins, <laughs> and that'll have a preview of the upcoming Suicide Squad Get Joker miniseries. And then a couple for younger readers, Teen Titans, Beast Boy Loves Raven. That'll be a sample of the upcoming graphic novel for middle grade readers. And then for young readers, there's a flip book, Batman and Robin and Howard, which is a story about uh, Robin messing up and Batman sends him to school to like live like a normal kid. And there's this, uh, there's another kid at school who excels at sports and, and academics and Robin and he get into a, uh, a rivalry. And that's a flip book with Amethyst, Princess of Jim World. They're bringing that back for, for younger readers. So those are the four from DC. And one more uh, twist this year. We have a presenting sponsor. I don't know what that means, but it sounds pretty spiffy. Well, this year's presenting sponsor is Coca-Cola. And they call themselves the fan of fans. Coke, Coke is a fan of people being fans. And they're going to treat customers to, quote, a unique, unexpected digital experience they'll remember for years to come. <laughs> so they're promising big. Uh, they're Just sending, download our app. Yeah. Right. Well, they're sending every store a 16 by 24 inch poster that has an augmented reality trigger you can interact with. 
that opens up yeah. right through QR your phone, code. Uh, basically. So it opens an art gallery of larger than life illustrations, quote, inspired by comics, gaming culture, otaku obsession, community, and of course, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and hosted by Max Headroom. <laughs> did did but, you say don't say the P word? Did you say taco obsession? Otaku, as in like the Japanese oh, word. Oh, see, I was boy. with them for a minute. Like, I like tacos. Oh, I do like tacos. <laughs> they go good with Coke. Uh, but at the end of the gallery will be a digital prize wheel where random winners will be awarded prizes from Coke. So you don't have, they won't, prizes won't be in the store. You'll have to. Uh, Give them your name and address. Let's be says, very clear. Prizes will not be in the store. Impossible. I was uh, a comic book Eve Mission Impossible style break in to get the Coca Cola prizes. <laughs> it's off now. Yeah, you got to mail away for them. Or those, I'm sure there'll be digital coupons and things. But yeah, so Coke is taking care of all that. They're they're giving the prizes away. So that, I thought that was cool. Hmm. Uh, so, so thank you to my presenting sponsor. You've done good. Yeah. But yeah, we're uh, in Marietta here at Asylum. We're not going to blow it up as big as we normally try to do. We're not going to have any of the face-to-face things, the face painting, people in costume, you know, kneeling down and posing with people. We're just going to try to keep it all uh, socially distanced. Uh, we will have a back room full of local artists. Uh, they should be six feet apart. Hopefully we've got room to do all that. Uh, so we've got several local creators going to be showing off their uh, creations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to one of them the, uh, just the other day, and he mentioned he was uh, he had been down at the uh, Jim Russ, um, who's mm. been a guest on the show a couple times, but he went to uh, Jim City Con and and, and um, making his rounds and said he was going to be down there at your store, I believe. So yeah, yeah. And we'll have sales on merchandise, and then we're doing our typical uh, food drive for the Tri-County Food Pantry. So we give away two free comics to everybody that shows up, where if you donate a dollar or a non-perishable food item, you can take home some extra comics. So we'll try to keep it as normal as possible, but not not quite doing everything we always do. But yeah, wherever you are in the world, uh, you can go to freecomicday.com, find a participating store, and go out and get some free comics. Take the kids. I tried to throw a wrench in uh, Jordan's free comic book day plans. I uh, bought a bunch of baseball tickets, so <laughs> Reds and Indians, and I think I stressed him out for a minute. He's like, "I have to set up a whole thing. <laughs> I've got to augment my reality." Hold on. <laughs> we got to see Joey Votto hit his 14th or 20th home run in a row. <laughs> They play tonight. Alive. They are playing right now. Yes. Are you taping it or anything? I'm. Yeah, I watched the first four innings. He hadn't hit one yet, but I'm recording the rest. Noted. So. Yeah, that'll be uh, be a good time. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Michael, we didn't invite you because you don't like sports ball. What's what? Exactly. Huh? Who? Nothing. Yeah. Guardians? Yeah.
Oh yeah, let's talk about that for a second, quickly. We are a city on the rise, forging into the future from our ironed out past. We are a city of fire and water, of trees and towers, built through generations of blue collars and the brightest scholars and all of those who have worked harder. We hold tight to our roots and set our sights on tomorrow. And this is our team that has stood with our city for more than a century, from Old Municipal to the corner of Carnegie. A team that has seen its own progress and prosperity. Its history flows like the river through the heart of this city. A history that has given us miraculous moments. Moments that spanned years and others 22 games. Moments that broke barriers and moments that broke hearts. Moments that prove this is more than a game. We remember those moments as we move forward with change. You see, it has always been Cleveland that's the best part of our name. And now it's time to unite as one family, one community, to build the next era for this team and this city, to keep watch and guard what makes this game the greatest. To come together and welcome all who want to join us. We are loyal and proud and resilient. We protect what we've earned and always defend it. Together we stand with all who understand what it means to be born and built from the land. Because this is the city we love and the game we believe in. And together we are all Cleveland Guardians. They changed their name, Cliff. Yes. Um, no long after ten billion years. Yeah, we I have mean, two two lifelong Cleveland sports fans yes. here. This it deserves discussion for a minute. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing is, we we've known this was going to happen for over well over a year now. It's right. been the talk of of Cleveland, but but we just happen to live you know a lot south. And uh, I don't know about you, but everybody I knew on my social media absolutely lost their minds like they had no idea this was coming and how dare they and all this stuff. And I was just like, what is the big deal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they all got a post like they just so upset about it. (laughs) Like, really? Really? I'm okay with changing the name yeah. from where hey, you Col- know what? Columbus thought he was somewhere else. So that's <laughs> what we're calling our team. Right, exactly. And <laughs> as, as two people, you know, as Cleveland sports fans, it's not like they're moving. The, nobody stole the team. They're not yeah. moving. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, you think you would have a scale for this of how right. you should. <laughs> exactly we've been through a lot worse <laughs> so <laughs> we don't have to go three years without a team and then you know a guaranteed 20 years of losing after that um they're, they're they didn't change the colors there's not a huge logo change per se they 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 only changed two letters they only changed they got rid yeah. of the first two letters and that and then yeah so are yeah, I, I I just I don't know. I guess it took a lot of people by surprise and I, I it didn't me. Um we all no, know 
they they retired Wahoo um, several yeah, years hey, ago. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. They've still been selling stuff with that, you know. Because of the uproar. Toothed thing. Yeah. I, I did read it into this, and they've been trying to change the name since the 1970s. Right. Yeah. They've been petitioning forever. It's yeah. just none of these people ever cared or paying attention because they didn't think that any headway would be made. But now we're in a different world where there's actually a chance of correcting some of these snafus. Right. I, uh, I thought, uh, you know, I, it wasn't my first pick, but it, it grew yeah. on me very quickly. And I like, like, like I've said before, I like the ties to the city and anybody that doesn't understand the ties to the city, please look up uh, what the guardians are. And yeah, the guardians Cleveland. of They're, traffic. Yeah. Or I've heard that, that or the Guardians of Transportation, Transportation. Yeah. but they're an art, art deco uh, statues that are that are eight eight of them on the that bridge right by the stadium. Yeah, as you, you know, if you're which coming, it, which yeah. is very tied into the city. It was they were built before they would have never been built if it happened a couple years later because then there was a Great Depression. Mm-hmm. But well, they had. If you remember when um, when LeBron left, you know we. If you remember the giant um banner poster on on the the building next to uh uh yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the where the cavaliers play rocket mortgage field house whatever they call it now it used to be the q used to be gunned arena um but if you know that giant nike witness that used to be on that the whole entire side of the building when lebron went away what did they replace that with a giant black and white poster of the guardians yeah, it's. I mean, I, I, I think it. I think a part of it is, um, it's. I honestly, just from what I've observed myself, I don't think it was that big of a deal in the immediate Cleveland area because they all yeah. were much more aware of this is coming. They had been debating on radio shows for months and months and months. Is it going to be this team? I like this name. I don't like that name. Call call us in. Give us an, your opinion. Everybody there was aware that it was coming. Yeah, and, I remember fact, last year when they were named like what were people that had like kind of voted and stuff. What it? Yeah, that I remember Guardians being in the top three. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't surprised by that being one of the right. The so picks. I think it was more um, an outcry from other areas other than Cleveland. Yeah, and uh, just giving a topic for people to go, well, how dare they, their PC and their, their cancel culture and all just the same old crap with a different subject in the headlines. And there's, there's an immediate knee jerk reaction like that to anything they feel is caving to (laughs) PC culture or whatever. But then there's also that idea of like, you know, I've watched this team for 60 years and it's my team and I, you know, all my, I have t-shirts with a name on it I'm a, and posters yeah. and signed baseballs. Yeah. I, they, it, there's a different timeline where I have Indians written down my arm. Right. I, you know, yeah. it, I came real close one time, you know. Well, you know, wait so, till... Yeah, I, I, get, I get that <laughs> yeah. initial sadness or frustration or whatever, but I would think we could all, you know, discuss and, and come to a, a, a happy conclusion. Yeah, the biggest thing shared, you know, is like, you know, shared this like the the player that was like i said i'm under the 
understanding yeah. that he was the first Native American player in the major leagues. That's is that the true, narrative. Sir? I'm not sure how true it's, that is. Because <laughs> yeah, because I was actually doing research based off of what people were saying online. And that's more of like the speaking of PC, but the PC version of why they why they picked that name. Right. That's uh, because even, I'm willing to accept. Let's say that's the story. Let's go with the best version of the story. He's the first Native American. <laughs> he's on the team, and he gets he's it, there, no version of the story doesn't have him being racially ridiculed by fans and other teams and and calling you know calling him an Indian, calling them the Indians and all this yeah. stuff. And so in the best version of the story, they say, we are all Indians and call the team that. Okay. You know, you want, if you want to go with that. And I, I like that, that's fine, but it doesn't hold up. You know, it's, that was a racially, it's you the know, term. racial term yeah. that they were calling him. It was an insult and that doesn't mean you name your team after it, but right. it was a different time. I get that. I'm saying, it, it, and probably, my pick, number one pick for what I would have liked them to name this team is some version of his name. If you mm -hmm. want to stick to this type of thing, you, you know, then, you know, dedicate it to this guy. If this is a real thing yeah, and don't a... use, don't use that racial name, right. you know, call, his, there's like his, I said, Jordan, there's his name has socks in the name we could be another socks team but have actual meaning to it well see know? and that was that was a popular choice um going making its rounds when they were talking you know as, as the public was discussing and debating different name names i heard blue socks over and over and over again um i also heard you know we heard spiders because there was a professional team at one time in cleveland right right uh called that the was spiders. I like that. that was my number two uh, it, was... it could have went back to like the naps <laughs> well there was um there was a, a popular a, a popular uh, option would have been people wanted to call them the cleveland buckeyes because there was a negro league team called the oh, cleveland yeah. buckeyes it did, that's it, just too confusing yeah i it didn't I like sound that. right in the ear to me no. um guardians was also up there um i had heard to you know i was big at the time when they were talking about it i was big on like uh there was a suggestion of like walleyes because of lake erie and being right on the lake oh i don't like that and i thought well <laughs> <laughs> see i kind of like that i was like well that's completely different um that sounds goofy <laughs> but i would get used to anything and i'm gonna get right. used to you know i took right. it took me about a couple hours to get used to guardians i think yeah. all they'll end up calling you know it'll get some nickname they'll call them the guards or something and all this and they'll get a better logo and as we go on things will oh there was an immediate petition to get uh for for the cleveland baseball team to use groot marvel's groot as the new mascot oh, yeah yeah what uh, well uh, james gunn said said i hope the mat hope the uh, mascot's a raccoon with a machine gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, anyway, I I do think I, I, there was one tweet that I really liked, and I shared it with you guys. Um, I don't know the guy, and I don't know all his, you know, every stance he has on anything, so I'm not even going to share who said it. But I like the way he put it. He said, if you wanted to make a city in which every mundane aspect of life was lived in the most Jack Kirby way imaginable, <laughs> You'd start by erecting giant statues called the Guardians of Traffic 
and having them look like this. And he shared the pictures of them. Yeah. And he says, and then you'd name the city's baseball team after them. And I was like, that was perfect. Cause that's, yeah. that's, that's such a, there's, that's a comic story. That's a Kirby comic story somewhere. There's some, some fake city with these statues and the baseball teams named that and all this, <laughs> you know, it was just well, well said. I was like, that made me feel really good about it. So. Hey, wait till, uh, wait till this crowd of, of, you know, the, the haters and the criticizers wait till they realize that the Cleveland Browns are named after, a, uh, you know, a former coach right? who was fired by the team and family has ever since hated that organization and wants nothing to do with the Cleveland Browns. If that, if that ever comes to the day that they rename that team, because the family says, Hey, this is our name. We don't want our legacy in Cleveland. You know, we own the Bengals. Um, they're, they're absolutely going to lose their minds. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. I just so. thought it's funny. Everybody's been bugging me. We're, Oh, what do you think of that name? Oh, it's so boring. Yeah. I was like, it's no metropolitans. <laughs> Knickerbockers. Or any other number of any, or, you know, it's no other, it's no color. It's no yeah. uh, pair of footwear. All of these things are are going to sound weird at first, and you're going to get used to them. And it, so I think it's just fine. And I like that it's not, yeah, it can sound like a, a high school team name or whatever, but it the fact that it has ties to the city and can be explained so easily, I really like it. And I'm, I'm yeah. happy about it. Glad it's happening. Uh, we got it out of our system. Woo! Well, for our, if we're talking controversy, I could throw this out there. About the, uh, I wonder if you're going to bring up what I was just thinking. Something about can- cancel culture um, in the UK? No. Oh. <laughs> it's comic related. <laughs> well, I'll throw mine out real quick because probably no one else knows what it is. Okay. Uh, Frank Miller, like the, I th- I get I just saw the highlights of it. Something about Twitter got his appearance at a UK con canceled. I don't know the specifics behind it. Uh, had something to do with uh, Islamophobia. Uh, okay. I don't know which side he was. He commented on. I couldn't tell you, but I saw yeah. it online. I could. I could. Uh, <laughs> I could tell by your expression. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And now the big dust up. This was a couple weeks ago. Uh, on Fox News, had a uh, Chiron beneath the, and the screen said, "Marvel under fire for politicizing Captain America." <laughs> <laughs> which people immediately said the guy who wears a flag is being yeah. politicized. Wow. How strange. But yeah, so this, not to pick on Fox, but they're the ones who took the story and ran with it and had several segments about it. This United States of Captain America number one, the first issue by written by Christopher Cantwell, drawn by Dale Eaglesham. Um, basically, Captain America said the American dream isn't real is their take on it. Uh, And it does, it starts out with a long monologue by Captain America and it's really complex and there's a lot to think about in it. I actually, before all that, when I first read it, I went back and reread it because I'm like, do I even understand what he's trying to say here? I I went and read it twice. 
but the people who didn't read it at all got really angry about it. So right. uh, somewhere in between those two, you can make up your own mind. But uh, it starts out, he quotes, I'm loyal to nothing except the dream, the famous Frank Miller line from, uh, from yeah. uh, the famous Daredevil story. He's like, I said that once. I'm loyal to nothing except the dream. Here's the thing about a dream, though. A dream isn't real. So this that was the caption a lot of them uh, took a picture of and showed. Yeah. When we wake up, it goes away, and we're left with this yearning inside, like something was taken from us. At least that's one kind of dream. But lately, I'm starting to think America actually has two dreams and one lie. The first American dream is the one that isn't real. It's the one some people expect just to be handed to them. And then they get angry when it disappears, when the truth is it never really existed in the first place. So it goes on for a couple more pages, but that's the gist of it. And that idea where he says that 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 perfect dream, that nostalgia that we have, that Americana that we love, how that can so easily be twisted into something worse like nationalism and jingoism. And you want that dream to only benefit select people. But that's not what the American dream is. It says the white picket fence became a gate to keep other people out. A good dream is shared. When something isn't shared, it can become the American lie. So that's the idea of like, you know, uh, how dare we say America hasn't always been perfect. People lost their mind, including Dean Kane, who rushed Big the Fox News to complain about it. And this comedian I've never heard of, Michael Loftus. I don't know. So I, I don't know who that is, but yeah, that idea of Captain Woke and Cap, you know, Marvel hates America and all that. It just instead of a nuanced conversation about what that might mean, or any understanding of Captain America and his beliefs and yeah. how he isn't just a flag waving, you know, super I'm so, patriot. I, I got to say, I'm so proud of how consistently they have portrayed that character over my lifetime, like as my favorite, you know, fictional character, really to have consistently always had that, that type of, you know, values that may confuse (laughs) these other people (laughs) as not what they thought they grew up with, but it was always like that. (sighs) Makes me happy. It's still going on. And in the book, there's a couple panels where he says, he, he realizes his iconography can be used for evil, like, and can be taken the wrong way, and people can just use it as rah-rah America, love it or leave it, but he he's still striving for something better. But yeah, I, one of the, I was reading the, the transcript from the appearance, and one of them, some about, this was, this was the end of the lone hero, I think Dean Cain said that, and, and so long to America's rugged individualism that we all love. I was like, are you talking about Captain America? The guy created in a government lab by government scientists (laughs) for Americans military. Like that's the lone rugged individual. Like he was created by the government using taxpayer soldier. Right. But yeah. So again, from his first appearance, punch America was not even in the war and Captain America was punching Hitler. And all of a sudden, He's being politicized. We're so worried about that. Oh, my God. Uh, but I I had some notes. This, it must be from January, but we never quite got to it, or I didn't want to get into it. But I'll just dovetail those into these about the how many comic characters were represented 
on January 6th of the Capitol riot mm. and how that got a lot of talking in the fan media. I, I was going to say something. I don't know if this is one of them, but about the Punisher logo being adopted by so many policemen and yeah, the, what that really means. The Proud Boys, uh, the, the famous zip tie guy had a, yeah. the Punisher skull logo with a flag on it. So it was everywhere. And Punisher hasn't really been around. They haven't had a Punisher comic in a couple of years now. They've just kind of sidelined him. And the last time he showed up was at Heroes Reborn. And it was an alternate reality. But he was wearing like body armor with no logo on it. It was just like two-toned body armor. So people are, is Marvel like stepping back from that logo? Have they taken it? from them basically is it too toxic to use yeah that's i mean that's an interesting step to do that so i'm i'm actually blown away because i was wondering how they were going to handle it they can't i mean i don't know how you ever get it back right you know make them stop using it and uh, and you don't want them to you know enjoy this character wearing what they're wearing so for to actually not have him wear it is amazing and they're all merchandising it all the websites of these groups right you can buy stickers and t-shirts with a, a copyrighted logo and john bernthal who played the punisher uh jerry conway who co-created him and garth ennis who had one of the longest runs on it have all commented asking why isn't disney suing these places yeah. and getting this mm-hmm. stuff taken down yeah, absolutely. And because I, I when as you were talking, I had that thought like even the Hulu series they barely used from what I watched of that Punisher Punisher show um a couple years ago or however long that has been now, they barely used that logo in it. it was Netflix, so, wasn't it? Netflix. Or Netflix. Yeah, yeah Netflix, sorry. Netflix. Yes, Netflix. I don't think you watched enough of it. You you're probably right. I think I only watched season Cause 1. It, it was a, it was excellent, and he he wore that skull prominently mm. in season Did two. He had the white boots. If he didn't have the white boots, no, he didn't have the white boots. But I, that was one show. Like I'm going on a tangent here, but that was one show I did not expect to dig or be into, and I freaking loved every episode. It was Again, really good. It was it was nuanced, and it wasn't just Punisher kill bad guy. It was a guy struggling with his choices and with his history. Well, I mean, like. It was arguments we're not ha- it was a kind of you know complexity we're not having at the moment. It dwells so much into the military and P- PTSD. Did I say that right? Hashtag PTSD. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, I can, anyway. that's my favorite one. That weather. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, like it or not. It, it's been picked no, up that's by a, that's all just, the that's a, that makes it good. I miss it. You don't do it enough. Yeah, we need more of that. Um, but yeah, it, you know it, that logo uh, and variations of it have have I see them constantly on people's cars and trucks and stuff, and especially with like the flag overlaid over top of it, yeah, and the one and blue bar. Yeah, it's just you know let's fetishize guns and and killing and that they think that's what. That that's what he represents, yeah. and that's yeah. it's like ah, they were right. okay. Read a comic. They don't get Cap or Punisher, and that's a problem. Yeah. Well, well, I don't, I don't thing... think they do much reading to anything, guys. 
You're I asking like the a lot. I like the, I like the flag and skulls. <laughs> but that's the other thing. There were several images from the Capitol that day of people with Captain America gear. Some people had like homemade shields. I yeah. saw the logo on T-shirts. So one guy was like wearing a store-bought costume of Captain America. You know, them thinking that that's patriotism, what they did. And uh, Neil Kirby, is that Jack's son or grandson, came out Grand. and said, um, is it, uh, I don't remember. I think but, that's his son. I do too, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So right after this happened, someone asked him for a comment and said Captain America was created by two Jewish guys who hated Nazis and hated bullies and stood up for the underdog. So if, if you don't know anything else about Captain America, that should be enough. They, they stand up. He stands up for the underdog. So I, I yeah. The, the and, and, and let's call them what, of this. Yeah. Let's call them what they were. You know, if you want to call them insurrectionist or domestic terrorist or whatever, but yeah, that's what they are. I'm fine making this the captain America podcast. We can just <laughs> talk about it all the time. Let's make our fonts real tiny. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. gotta make it the tiniest, like you can't even see. I'm pay- it. I I got some uh, four more Omnis. I think I gotta buy this month, so I'm paying by the size of the letters. We'll <laughs> end uh, on a little bit better news. DC is launching my first comics program at 500 different WalMarts and Walmart.com. Hmm. This is a line of books aimed at young readers, ages five to nine. 48-page flipbooks featuring the top DC characters for $4.97 with added activity pages, mazes, puzzles, matching games, etc. So they DC tried this a while back. Yeah. And it didn't go so hot with uh, making you know hard-to-find collectible comics. So now they're going to try kid-friendly stuff. Uh, the first one it reprints uh, some Batman adventure stories based on the animated series. And the second issue is going to be all new material uh, tied to Space Jam, a new legacy. So they're going to be uh, very kid-friendly and hopefully easy to find in in the Walmart book section. Yeah, they can fill up all the empty toy aisles with those comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did it. I would say we more than did it on that episode. (laughs) (laughs) We did it to death. (laughs) Left, we went right. Mm. All right. North, south. Get us out of here, Michael. Happy free comic book day, everybody. I'm the most Adelphian, Cliff Clavin, Mr. Easton, blah, 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 blah. Well thought. He's the the tickiest, talkiest content creator garlic snorting <laughs> rootin tootin son of a b-ball are you done yeah <laughs> okay my name is jordan left cliff barnes Seth, goodbye forever kapow the pop cultured podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only sounds music and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. 
You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udanwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. Can you guys? My sinuses have been horrible. Mm. I felt like shit all week. Have you seen that on TikTok where they tell you to put to put a clove of garlic up your up each nostril? Have no, I haven't. Okay, you need to look it up. <laughs> so what? Ta- why? Okay, so these people the, the, they've had sinus issues and they cut up a you know a clove or a thing of garlic and take one clove and put it up each nostril. And just right. leave it. How strong that is. I know, That's but insane. it's nasty. Like <laughs> they leave it in there until it starts to drain out, and then take them out. And I mean, you would—it just drains all your sinuses. It's Ugh. gross. <laughs> that would hurt. Yeah, it's it's something. But they're like, oh my god, I could breathe again. Like, well, I, I can breathe. Can. I'm just having a lot of sinus pressure, and mm, like yeah. anytime my my sinuses mess up, like I just, it's almost like I feel like I've I just feel like flu like constantly. Hmm. Is it like is it like behind behind your eyes, it's right in the center, right here? Mm. I think you should try that garlic thing. I want to. Yeah. Who, uh... <laughs> I should probably do that. That is so you, though. I'm surprised you're not (laughs) jumping all over that. That is totally. Make sure, make sure you have Christy record it and put it on TikTok. I'll do it first, and then you know, a couple years later, everyone else will do it. Do it as Ronald P. Tramp. Oh, that would be. (laughs) Oh, they told me to put this up my nose. Do it, buddy. (laughs) I'd almost do that. Why do you want me to do this? <laughs> my aunt Paul Peters told me it would be good for my sinuses, man. Uh, that is why we do this. So we just wrote a whole thing. Just yep. now, now, now you just have to do it. <laughs> Posted on TikTok. That's it. Uh, now, Ron P. Tramp should have a TikTok. I would get a get a TikTok. I would download the app. Yeah. To if if Ron P. Tramp had one, he was doing shit like that. If he was doing, that would be awesome. If you were like, go on there as him and do all these things that these people are saying. crazy things. things. Yeah. I've I've thought about it. <laughs> well, that, here we go. That's it. And, and it's like that is the perfect application for it because it is just one yeah. minute at a time yes yeah oh that's it i love it 